0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. What a tease. The stock market is teasing Rob Black. He does not like it. My dog, whom I love enormously, 0110, She's binary. <laughs> I know you're saying, that's funny. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm just trying to remember those numbers coded back together. It's a code. Go find out what it means. Earn extra points. But she can catch anything. We call her the wonder dog, 01100110. You're the wonder dog. She can catch popcorn, she can catch dog treats, she can catch frisbees. And sometimes she'll tease me. She'll say, I'll throw the frisbee and she won't catch it the first time. She won't catch it the second time. She won't catch it the third time. And then as, I, as soon as I turn my back, she's like, okay, give me one more chance. And then she catches it 100 straight times. It's a tease. It's a game, it's fun. For her, for me, I'm ready to walk away. We're getting a tease out of the Wall Street today, or this week is better. Monday, we tried to hit all time highs on the SP 500. Swing and a miss. Tuesday, we tried to hit all time high. Swing and a miss. Yeah, it didn't happen Wednesday either. So is it flirtation or is it frustration? First steps. For the markets to hit all time highs could be laid day. In large part, why? In large part, in my mind, because weekly jobless claims fell for a six straight week. We're now under 400,000. We're now back to 2019 levels. This is what I would have said in June of 2019. That's a good number. It's not the best number. 350,000 would have been better, but anything under 400,000 is pretty darn good. We're at 376000 Now, sometimes you have to couple data. And last Friday, we got the jobs report for for the month. And we didn't hire as many people as we thought. So some people are hesitant to come back. Or is it because they're still taking care of their children? It is a good question. And we don't have all the answers. We have some assumptions. We can deduce. We can infer. There's a lot going on. So I feel that we're starting to shape up for a very nice fall. And back to school looks like it's going to be leading the charge. Again, what am I talking about? The jobless claim should have enough people to work who want to work. The end of school should have parents say, okay, I no longer need to be daycare. I no longer need to be professor or tutor for my child or babysitter to make sure that they're doing their work. We're seeing all markets open in the green. Unemployment numbers are where we want them. Now we need to get the employment numbers where we want them. We need to have fingers crossed that the new variant of COVID can be contained. To that end, President Joe Biden sent hundreds of millions or is sending hundreds of millions of shots abroad knowing that we're starting to tap out in the United States of people who want a shot have gotten a shot. We're still doing a million-plus shots a day, but in size of our population, we're statistically about where we're going to be for now unless something changes or they start giving it away. What could they give away? Money? They're already doing it. College tuition? They're already doing it. So the next round will be things like school saying, you can't come back unless you get your shot, or college saying, you can't come back. It's that younger population because the older population that doesn't want it, they don't want it. I've seen people shoot heroin say, I'm not going to get a shot because I don't trust it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Okay, I'm not gonna, let me correct that statement. I know someone who used to do crack cocaine. Leisurely. <laughs> I know you're saying, you've got some good friends, Rob. And he and his wife won't get the shot because he doesn't trust it. He'll put crack cocaine in his arm. Or, yeah, yeah, that's what it, you do. I say, I don't even know my drugs well. So people are just ludicrous. Or, as uh, uh, Mike Tyson would say, you're ludicrous. Anyhow, back to the focus, right? We're looking really, really good. Back to school looks like it's going to be fantastic. The numbers that we're looking at at school ends today, but we're already talking back to school and back to work in large part. It'll be better than it was in 2019, which was better than it was in 2018. So we're looking strong. That's good. So we're looking like 2020 didn't happen. There's gonna be a surge as adults and kids look for a fresh started life. And we return to the office in the classroom. Later this morning, I'm gonna be talking to my TV host and she's kind of a fashionista. I'm like, am I gonna be allowed back in studio this fall? And if I am, I better up my fashion game. Because if I I return with the same exact shirts that I wore, When I was last seen there, well, you get the idea. How big of a number is this, you ask? It's expected that retail sales will rise 6.7% year over year compared to 2019. That is a huge number. Apparel sales for back to school and back to work in the fall are expected to rise 78%. Department stores up 25% electronics up 13%. I'm a little surprised by that because I thought we would have had all the iPads and and Chromebooks that we needed. Apparel is going to be the big winner. And as you pair that story with like Yeezy, making a relationship with Gap for a $200 puffer jacket, you kind of see that right time, right place, fingers crossed. Uh, A little bit more data on the back to school numbers. If I will. Um, what are we expected to hear? Um, oh, I know what I wanted to say. Um, e-commerce is expected to be up about fifty-nine percent year over year. I'm like, how is that possible for apparel? Okay, that's possible because I I would have thought e-commerce numbers got skewed and would have tough comparisons due to groceries. And other things that we did online during the pandemic lockdown. Okay. So you're seeing what I'm seeing. I think we're on the same page or we're getting on the same page back to schools lining up nicely. We know airlines are doing well. Hotels are doing well. We're seeing airlines ask workers to come back to work. We're asking, we're seeing them desperately trying to hire people. We're hearing about hotels being booked through Thanksgiving So hotel and leisure coming back, back to school, apparel coming back. We're looking okay. Again, I want to say this, fingers crossed. We saw a big inflation number out today. And Wall Street is going inflation bad, reopening numbers, sales numbers good, unemployment numbers good. And today that's winning. Does that stop the tease? Do we finally hit the new record high today? CPI was up 5% year over year. That's too much. 3.8%, if you look at just the core numbers, that's the largest since June 1992. So inflation is ugly right now. It's Medusa. But does that only last as we reopen? Ooh, that's the $64,000 question. Adjusted for financial terms in today, that would probably be like the $6.4 million question. You can find me online at roblackshow.com and Show at YouTube. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. I'm a rational man. It's a great line in the song. Let's talk irrationally, real quick. Homeowners got $2 trillion richer during the first three months of the year. Do you know anyone who's renting? They hear that headline they're like, I got to jump in. I can't let this keep going up without me. The train's leaving the station. Or dang it. It's never going to work out for me. I don't like numbers like that. Homeowners with mortgages saw their equity jump 20% in the first quarter from the year earlier. I own three mortgages. I'm stoked to see that if it was survival of the fittest, if it was like last man on the planet gets the hot woman and I have a mortgage. Woo. And there's 10 men, nine who don't. Who's the lady to fall for? It's a trap. It's a trap! Admiral Akbar did not have to die. The whole JJ Abrams reboot was a disaster because of it, but that's my opinion. So the rep, the $2 trillion tells you a hey, first and foremost, a lot of people have houses and it's a big market. And it's one of the reasons that we can't really let housing collapse, just like the stock market. We are in this really weird situation where our government officials feel like they have to help homeowners and and shareholders. And I'll be honest with you. I wish they wouldn't. Low interest rates are hurting, not helping. <coughs> They're helping the rich. They're hurting the people that need it. Now, again, the higher interest rates would cause a lot of pain as well. So there's really no right answer. I don't care if you're an <clears throat> Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez Democrat or if you're a Trump Republican or a Mitt Romney Republican or a Joe Biden Democrat. So I'm kind of saying moderate, moderate, <laughs> extreme, extreme, or far right, far left. Kind of like I'm trying to show you, like, I don't care. Um, record low mortgage rates. For much of the last year only added to the buying frenzy. The average person with a mortgage, the average mortgage was up $33,400 in value. Um, That's pretty impressive. A collective $2 trillion. The massive gain is obviously thanks to soaring home prices. No doubt. The sharpest gain since 2006, which, for the record, let's go back in history and look what happened in 2008, the housing crash. So we're seeing the lead up that led to the crash. Uh Uh-oh, is this history repeating itself? It's the time traveler's wife. You don't know who I am, but I've been in the future and this is going to happen again. No, I've been in the past. This has already happened. I don't even understand time travel. I just know not to want to do it because it's going to lead to disastrous mistakes. I know you're saying, are you talking sci-fi? Yes, I am. So high demand for homes has spurred uh, demand. And that goes back to the coronavirus pandemic and low supply. Record low mortgage rates add to the frenzy and the price gains. When mortgage rates go up, your purchasing power on a home will go down. So when mortgage rates go up, the teeter-totter is you may be able to afford a $300,000 or let's say a $4,000 payment. But when mortgage rates go up, that $4,000 becomes $4,200. And they go up again, it becomes $4,500. If it goes up again, it becomes $6,000. And you're like, I can't do that anymore. That's too much money. So I will say this. and They're not very popular right now. But arms, not like the things on your body, but arms are adjustable rate mortgages. Um, I would say be careful if you have one right now. Just know that your pricing will probably go higher because we're seeing back-to-school shopping go higher. We're seeing hotel and leisure demand go higher. Now, I don't think home prices are going to crash, but I think the cost of a mortgage (laughs) – excuse me. I think I got the black lung pop. Um, I don't expect home prices to crash. Strong demand for housing. Demographic support housing going forward. But I do expect prices to moderate. And keep in mind, I like moderation to be moderate. I like moderate in moderation. I'm not an extreme left or extreme right kind of guy. Unlike the last time home prices crashed, today's mortgage underwriting is a lot more stringent. In 2008, when we had the mortgage collapse and the housing collapse that went with it, we had a problem where people who were encouraged to lie on their mortgage application. There were what known, what were known, speaking of Shrop, I've been possessed by a grammar demon. Um, There were, uh, excuse me, I thought that's actually kind of funny. The Exorcist, I saw when I was like six years old, and that may explain everything to you. It still freaks me out to see that movie. And I will never eat uh, uh, bean, uh, split pea. Ever, never, ever, never split pea. Split pee for something for some reason. I've never really eaten it, and I never really will because that movie messed me up. So we no longer have the liar loans. We have lenders who really. I described it as that uncomfortable first doctor visit when you're 50 and the doctor's like, kind of "Like, drop your drawers, tur- turn around," and you're like, "What? What? Um, how long is this? What? Okay, it's been 10 minutes. You can stop now. It's awkward." First time you ever have it done, it's awkward, but you get over it. I kind of expect that to kind of play out here. In large part because the underwriting is more stringent. And we've made getting a mortgage a lot more like going to a doctor's visit. A lot more clinical, a lot more proof, a lot more data. And it's it's very invasive. If you try to get a mortgage right now, they're not going to go, Here you go. Here's $600,000. They're going to say, well, did you keep a job during the pandemic? Were you essential? Were you not essential? They're going to ask a lot more questions. So we got got that going for us. Elsewhere in the world of money and investing, inflation numbers were awful. And uh, we saw prices jump 5%, fastest pace since the summer of 2008. But when you exclude food and energy, it was a 3.8% gain, which is the highest number since 1992. And Wall Street's not noticing it today, in large part because the first-time unemployment claims were low, under 400000 which is kind of a pre-pandemic. It's as if the pandemic never, ever happened. Cruise, the autonomous vehicle subsidiary of GM, it's backed by SoftBank, Microsoft, and Honda, secured a permit. It's a company called Cruise. They got little cars that drive around cities. This permit's going to allow them to shuttle passengers in test vehicles without a human safety operator behind the wheel. It's not Google, it's not Apple, it's not Uber, it's not Tesla who got the first permit in California to test shuttles, essentially, that take people back and forth from point A to point B, driverless pilot program. Um, But they got their permit in California, and you're going, who? Yeah, it's Microsoft, Honda, SoftBank. Is this the end-all-be-all change? No. I expect autonomous vehicles to be a story. For another 5 to 10 years. I expect electric vehicles to be a story. For the next 5 to 10 years. There's a lot of players like AutoX. Baidu, Cruise, Nuru, Pony Eye. Waymo, WeRide, Zooks. All angling for that California permit. Because that's where the testing is going to be. Important. That's where the technology companies are. You can find me online. At RobloxShow.com. And this is an appropriate song to take us to break. Don't forget YouTube channel Show. New videos up today. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. There's a great headline in Barron's today. I like Barron's as a financial rag, financial magazine. It talks a little bit about the headline is somewhere along the lines of Ford wants to use wood to build cars. To build a zero-carbon car. And I was like, are we going to be like, eight hey, kids in the backseat, put another log in the engine. No, it's not that. But you can make plastics out of wood, just like you can make plastics out of oil. Okay, I get it. A little bit better. A little bit better, but still, it was, it was a cause of concern. The newest meme stock is DocuSign. And this is one that's not actually a bad one. AMC was on the brink of bankruptcy. I don't like it. Can you make money on it? Sure. Do I like it? No. GameStop was on the brink of shutting down. I don't like it. It was in decline. But DocuSign is, they're getting in on it. And if the memers, if the Redditors, if the Wall Street uh, Twitter guys want to push this, I'm okay with that. DocuSign, who does an electronic signature technology, is replacing the old way of signing documents. The people that come to your house to do the fingerprint or you go to UPS to do the fingerprint. Sign your name. They look at your ID. They always seem to take longer at UPS than they do when they come to your home. They got that fancy book journal. That's a business I would not want to be in because DocuSign really accelerated during the pandemic. Uh, remote signatures. I sold an office property, didn't have to leave my, didn't even have to leave my home. Docu signed everything. Docu signed the attorney paperwork. Docu signed the, the uh, uh, send me a check paperwork. Did it all. So the uh, signing with a pen. So if I were a ballpoint pen investor, I might want to sell my shares of. I love. I know you're saying. What do you love, Rob? I love the Pilot Pen called the G2. Um, It's the only pen that I use because it makes my handwriting look kind of cool. But I want to be invested in it right now because DocuSign is even cooler. DocuSign, ticker symbol, D-O-C-U, is up 7% this year. AMC is up 2,200%. GameStop's up 1,500%. I'm cool with DocuSign. I'm not against it. It's a leading-edge technology company. It's a way of changing an archaic way of doing business, making it more modern. There's no tulip mania going on. Ultimately, once the business is established and trusted, it's hit the beachhead, it's expanded, they'll be okay. Uh, Is it aggressive? Yes. Is it less crazy than... GameStop and AMC? Yes. Would I put all my eggs in it? No. But DocuSign's A got a good name. Let's say I buy a house this week. I'm going to have to send a lot of paperwork. I'd rather DocuSign it than have a human mean come over to me and say, here's a stack of papers. Sign here. They flip it. Sign here. They flip it. Sign here. I don't. It's not that I don't have time for that. It's just that I don't want to do it. So again, I'm not. T- it's not a buy recommendation, but it's definitely an interesting stock recommendation. Bill Gates is the largest private farmland owner in America. According to NBC, he owns in Washington State a lot of land that's used to grow potatoes for, wait for it, McDonald's french fries. So, you start thinking about Bill Gates and you go, okay, he's the largest private farmland owner. America's going to need food. The world's going to need food. I get it. That's where he's put some of his money. And then you start seeing some of his fields are populated with potatoes that are used for McDonald's fries, which, for the record, have they changed since you were a child? I don't think so. I still look at McDonald's fries as almost a dessert. If I get it twice a year, I'm like, I'm stoked. I know you're saying, you need to live, Rob. You need to live. Bill Gates has come under a lot of scrutiny recently about kind of being not only philanthropic, but a flanderer. <laughs> I know you're saying, you are in trouble, Rob. Um, yeah. But again, who? that's just one of those headlines that you like to see is like, yeah, Bill Gates is, is uh, planting potatoes for McDonald's. That's not exactly going to save the planet. Greasy French fry, greasy, greasy French fried potatoes. I like French fried potatoes. If you don't know the reference, you think I'm an idiot. If you do know the reference, you're like, he's pretty cool. Uh, Markets are playing with, I want to repeat this once again, all time highs. It's been Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of not being able to achieve it. Getting into that area and then pulling back. Today, the initial jobless filing claims fell for the sixth straight week to a new pandemic era low, i.e., it's as if the pandemic never happened. That's good news. As the market opened, we've started to come back a little bit, telling me that the inflation numbers might be rock, scissors, paper, starting to beat the all-time highs. And the initial jobless filings falling. The inflation beats jobs. I get it. Inflation will lead to higher interest rates. Higher interest rates will lead, lead to uh, more expensive money. More expensive money will lead. So you, you see where that's going. Less risk is how I probably should just finish that. You want to feel old? Raiders of the Lost Ark is turning 40 years old. Do you remember the joy of seeing movies in movie theaters? Steven Spielberg. Whether it's benevolent aliens or neato torpedo dinosaurs or whip-cracking archaeologists. Whether it be Jaws or Close Encounters or Schindler's List, Jurassic Park. I think Raiders of the Lost Ark holds a dear spot for many of us. Spielberg's 74 years old. In honor of Raiders turning 40, I tried to watch it with my kids. And guess what? It sucks. It's no good. There's five great scenes in the movie, and there's an hour 15 of, like, blah, 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 talk, 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 and there's 25 minutes of fun. Movie came out June 12th, 1981. Steven Spielberg, 74 years old, he's still keeping busy. He's coming out with a new take on West Side Story in theaters December 10th. But if you were to look at all the movies that he's done, what a prolific amount of work. And I'll rate them from top to bottom because I like list. Who doesn't like lists? You go Jurassic Park, Lost World, 1997. Then you go Indiana Jones and the Temple of Dome. Then War of Worlds. Then Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of Crystal Soul. Then you go The Terminal. Then BFG. Then Artificial Intelligence. Sugarland Express. Hook. Always. Amistad. Duel. Ready Player One. Munich, War Horse, The Adventures of Tintin, Catch Me If You Can, Minority Report, Bridge of Spies, 1941, Empire of the Sun, Lincoln, The Post, Saving Private, Ryan E.T., The Extraterrestrial, Close Encounters of a Third Kind, Jurassic Park in the top five all-time movies by Steven Spielberg, The Color Purple, Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade, and then we get to the number three. I go Schindler's list. Black and white, dramatic masterwork, beautiful and brutal, all at the same time. Then number two, I'm going to go Jaws. And number one, only because I remember it so fondly, was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Maybe I should redo that and say the fondness isn't there anymore, but it's the 40th anniversary of Indy. Okay, let's go with Jaws. It's something to reflect on because we're going into the summertime months. People stopped going to the beaches because of that movie. Like for a long period of times, people would not get in the water. Now, you know a little bit about music, so I don't have to tell you this. It's a two note theme. It's two notes. And you have an infamous killer shark. Which how many times do you get to say that phrase in life? He's more than famous. He's notorious. He's a notorious shark killer. Or he's a notorious killing shark. He's not a shark killer. That's what Richard Griffiths is and Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw is Quint. Do you remember Quint? Quint was awesome. He was obsessed to catch his great white nemesis. He was based on Moby Dick. Man versus nature. The classic literature that we we all learned in college, we might have learned in high school if we went to an accelerated high school like Rob, but not all of us did. So Jaws. Yes, we're going to call that the best movie, but today we're going to say, we're going to lie to ourselves and say it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Man versus nature. And just the idea of a shark. I love love. Summertime movies. Do you remember Orca the Killer Whale? It was another studio's desperate attempt to recreate Jaws, the killer shark. Orca the Killer Whale at one point in time got really mad at a a boater because the the movie starts out with a boater like going out and trying to hunt uh, whales and he kills a whale that ultimately had babies in it. So the babies died. And the orca becomes obsessed with revenge. So the orca starts hunting down this fisherman and a fisherman's shanty, which happens to be – he lives on a, a cabin that's like 100 feet above the water. Very convenient for an orca whale to hunt down a person, right? And at one point in time, he hits the wood pilings underneath. He hits the wood pilings underneath, and the, the shanty starts to fall into the ground, into the ocean. And his girlfriend's in the house and the the girlfriend's leg, she's like, she's about to fall in the water. And the orca jumps out of the water and bites one leg off. He doesn't eat her whole. He just bites a leg. It's like a little cocktail sausage. Like, (laughs) Jaws, much better movie than Orca the Killer Whale. But heck, who doesn't like a summertime thriller going back to movies? Are you going to go this summer? Let's see what the movies are. Find me online at roblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So part of what I want to do this year is launch a new podcast and start getting expert guests back on the show. I'm working with EP Wealth to get some of their expert economists, financial planners, strategists, um, stock pickers on the show. I'm going to try to do it maybe like a Thursday or a Friday. You know what's weird? I just talked about Orca. And I went to YouTube to like kind of get the page lined up correctly. And guess what's on YouTube? Why Orcas are called killer whales. If you don't think your computer is listening to you, i'm starting to think it might be so anyway if you go to youtube right now i'm going to give you a, a sample of what's to come this is a very very rough sample my lips were incredibly chapped so don't pay attention to those oh god i just told you now you're gonna pay attention to them but i want to give you about 30 seconds of me talking inflation federal reserve fiscal policy uh, markets with man named adam phillips he is a lot like um briefing.com who I have on on Wednesdays on the show this is I'm going to do a longer form on a podcast like 35 minute conversation with Patrick Hoyer. but in this case it's be Adam Phillips and then on the radio show I'm going to play like 5 to 7 minute clips and you you'll see what I'm trying to do I'm trying to do it YouTube and podcast longer shorter form radio but go to Rob Black show if you've never done this YouTube youtube.com hit Rob Black show And uh, here's a sample of what it will sound like in the future with Adam Phillips. Markets at or or near an all-time high. Seems like a lot of positive news. What's your take? A lot of positive news. I mean, we're certainly seeing it in the stock market. The the stock market, as you said, is at or or near an all-time high. Actually, as of this morning, if we're looking at the S&P 500, uh, we're at uh, about 0.3% away from the the record high we saw on, uh, on May 7th. So... Stock market is certainly cooperating. I think what we're looking at is is the bond market. You know, the bond market doesn't get a whole lot of attention. I, I think but that's but that's really where our focus is these days. So if you liked what you heard, head to youtube.com on your phone, on your desktop, and Google or search Rob Black Show. Keep in mind, I didn't really think this out too well because there's a guy named the Rob Black Show and he's a porn producer, so he's right next to me. But you'll recognize me. I'm the good-looking guy with a cool logo. Rob Black Show is the name of I know, I know. So let's finish with the markets and maybe a little bit with credit. Starbucks is facing shortages as coffee demand skyrockets, but also supply of plastic lids and things that go into uh, giving you a product are being disrupted. But listen to this. Starbucks is facing a shortage as coffee demand skyrockets. Starbucks isn't the worst reopening play on the fall of people going back to work and people going back to school. Long-term investment for sure, not a short-term investment in any way, shape, or form. So, are we going to close at all-time highs today on the S&P 500, or is it a tease? We couldn't do it Monday, we couldn't do it Tuesday, we couldn't do it Wednesday. Right now, it would take a strong push at the end of the day for it to happen. I don't care if it happens today. I expect it to happen sometime soon. But again, consult a broker advisor for taking any action on any stocks ever mentioned. And if you listen to that strategist at Rob Black Show on YouTube, you'll see and you'll hear some of the concepts that uh, I'm trying to point you to that we we are a little worried on inflation. The credit card wars are heating up. Listen to this. Citigroup is launching a credit card that gives 5% cash back on up to 5 $100 of spending per month from restaurants to groceries or travel and 1% cash back on all other purchases. So for your first $500, you can do restaurants, you can do groceries, you can pick a category. But you don't necessarily have to pick a category. It's interesting the way JP Morgan Chase and Citigroup are going after each other. Um, I like it. If I were to spend $500 on restaurants and I get 5% back, that's my restaurant card. If I were to spend $500 on groceries, but I'm not going to go over that because 1% cash is not enough for me. I like the 2% cash back. So I'm going to use one card for the first 500 second card for the next money and a third card for ridiculous perks. Like Hilton has ridiculous perks with their Amex where you get 17 points for every dollar you spend and you get a free hotel stay. There's, but again, All these credit cards come with a a caveat input, you know, just beware, beware. If you carry a balance, you're going to get hurt. I don't carry balances. Now, yesterday I talked a little about cash cards. People use cash and people use debit cards versus people use reward credit cards and how the reward credit cards, when I'm getting two to three to 5% back, who's losing? It's not the store because they're raising prices. It's you who uses cash or debit. And I hate that. And it, morally, I'm starting to think, am I bankrupt? How do I need to fix this? What's wrong with me that I'm, that's okay with me? Again, buyer beware. So check out your credit card and the offers that are out there. I would say every three or four years, if you wanted to get a new card and replace a card, that's fine. But don't get into this crazy business of of collecting cards i once was looking at a home 20 years ago and i did a very popular tv show and the lady recognized me she goes let me show you something cool and she goes to her car and she pulls out You remember those cd cases that had like you could put 100 cds in the case and she pulled that out but it was a credit card case and she had over 70 credit cards and they're all open i'm like what's wrong with you lady i like saying that a lot what's wrong with you man what's wrong with you lady You have 70 credit cards. What's wrong with you? And you carry them in the front seat of your car. I probably have four to five credit cards. I definitely have a Hilton Amex. I definitely have a city 2% cashback. I definitely have a Chase Sapphire. And then I probably have like a Banana Republic card. I'd have to think about that one. Um, I have a couple credit cards that are still open that I use barely, but like once a year to keep them open. Um, and I keep like a Barclays card. I spend it so it stays open, so it keeps my average credit age old. But it, now is a good time to, again, as we reopen, as we go back into the fall, um, which is my thought on reopening back into the fall. Through the summer, we reopen and then back into the fall. Stocks are rising despite hotter than expected inflation data. That's a good last phrase to end on. Don't forget you can find me at YouTube show called Rob Black Show. Go to YouTube and hit Rob Black Show. Check out a couple of my videos. Don't be mean. I'm Rob Black.